You are listening to episode number 12 of the Gracefield CEO podcast. Today's episode is all about leadership and what are arguably the top three ways to be the best leader for your team. This episode is all about growing yourself as a leader, but I would also say that it's not about you or me at all. It's more about the people that we lead and how we serve them well. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Gracefield CEO podcast. I'm your host, Jillian Dalberry, an online business manager for creatives who are scaling their business while focusing on what matters to them. I'm so excited to bring an honest and energizing take on being a CEO while you raise your family. In case no one has told you recently, it's possible to rock at both. Every episode will include actionable steps that will encourage and empower you to build a business that supports your family and that thrives through systems, strategy, and most importantly, heart. Join me on this journey to becoming a grace-filled CEO. Before we jump into today's episode, I want to speak to those of you who feel like maybe you're ready for some management help in your business, but not fully ready to commit to having a long-term OBM. I have an offer called the Strategy Boost. It's a total of four calls over the course of three months where we dig into the ins and outs of the organization of your business. It's basically like having a strategic partner in your business for a short period of time so that you can accomplish some quick wins in your business without the commitment of hiring someone for a long-term retainer. In addition to the call times, you have ongoing support from me throughout the week as well as access to my vault of resources that I use for all of my retainer clients. If this is something that you are interested in, head over to the website and check out more details. I would love to chat with you over a discovery call. So I have a couple of non-negotiables for my business. One of them is that my business will always have to be flexible for me to pursue it. I'm a mom of two. My family is always juggling appointments and logistics and trying to stay sane. So flexibility is key. The second one is that my income is not capped. Ever since I have dreamed of having my own business, it's always been really important to me that I be able to grow it in a sustainable way, that there is no ceiling to how much money I can make. That does not come from a love of money or a greedy place, but more so in a place where we can continue to grow and give and make an impact. And the third one is that it has to use my God-given gifts as well as support others in their God-given gifts. It has always been a passion of mine to identify where people are gifted and have them thrive in that area. This looks like providing them with opportunities to use or grow those gifts. This feels like forever ago now, but when I was working in corporate, I had a supervisor who did this. It was so subtle, but the impact it made on me was that I always felt like I could go to him with ideas or requests, or if there was something that I felt newly passionate about, he would provide resources for me to grow in that area. In my opinion, that was what a good supervisor does. As we grow our businesses and move from a solopreneur to CEO where we lead a team, these are all things that we want to put emphasis on, not just for the sake of our business and the effectiveness of it, but for the sake of people. It's so important that when you prioritize people in your business that you're not just doing it in a way that supports your business, but you're doing it in a way that supports them as human beings. It looks like different things in different situations to different people. 
It could mean being really clear about expectations. It could mean giving someone grace when they really screw up. It could be letting someone go because they're no longer the best fit for your business. And by holding on to them, you're keeping them from their next best opportunity. Well, a lot of these things can be situational. And I have three things that you can do today that will make a huge impact in the way that you lead your team. Not only will it impact how you lead, but it will impact who you lead. That's the point, isn't it? I know not all of us are like this, but I have been so fortunate to get to know a community of women business owners who are, yes, in it to support their family, but are equally as in it to support other women. As we walk through these items that you can do today, if you're in a place to write some of these things down, I highly recommend you take a couple of notes with some action steps. If you're not able to do that in this moment, no worries. Come back to it later or at a different time or just think about it as you're listening. First thing I want to touch on is one of the ways to be a great leader is to invest in your people. This could mean investing time. It could mean investing money. Or like the example I'm going to share with you, it could mean investing in them through feedback and clarity. We know what it looks like to invest time into something or someone or investing money. But what we don't always realize is that a way of investing in someone is informing them of ways that they could do better. I don't mean reprimanding someone or being harsh or abrupt about delivering this feedback. Intentionality is required to do this well. And you really have to think about the impact of sharing this feedback versus not sharing it. In my experience, there is nothing more frustrating than to be blindsided by negative feedback or a negative review. Nothing that we deliver in our reviews or feedback should be surprising to people. Therefore, when we share with our team ways that they can improve their work, we are not only showing them clear direction and steps, but we are empowering them to take those steps well and be successful in their role, which I guarantee is what they truly want to do. An example of this is that if someone on your team isn't doing something the most efficient way, or you see that they are making mistakes in what they're doing, the wrong choice would be to avoid the conflict, not say anything to them, and fix it yourself. That negatively affects your team member because it deceives them. They walk away from the task thinking they have nailed it, where you have a very contradicting perspective. If you were to do this time after time and you go around the team member to correct what they're doing and do it behind their back without informing them of how they could do better, you're hindering their growth and success. Not to mention you're hindering the growth and success of your own business. I feel like you might need this reminder, so I am going to say it very clearly. <laughs> Everyone's time is valuable, but when it comes to outsourcing your time, it is the most valuable. So when you said to yourself, it would just be easier if I took care of it, you've actually cost your business more money by taking care of that thing yourself rather than asking your team member to do it the correct way and empowering them to do it properly from there on out. When you feel like you have to let someone go because they're not doing a good enough job, you don't ever want them to say, I wish I had known that I wasn't doing this the right way, because that's a sign that you have not accurately given them clarity and truth. Invest in your people by giving them clear, proper, true feedback. Think about who is on your team today. Is there anyone that you feel like you have to micromanage? Is there anyone that you feel like is not the most efficient at their job? What kind of feedback can you share with them? What is the truth about that feedback? What is your goal for sharing it? 
And when will you share that feedback? I encourage you to take some accountability steps here for yourself and your business. The next one I want to talk about is setting clear boundaries and expectations. I talk about this all the time, so there's probably no surprise here that this is a huge value of mine personally and professionally. In episode two, we talk about setting boundaries with your clients and your team. There's honestly probably a little bit of boundary setting in every single episode that I record. It's that important. And the way I want you to think about this with your team is they need to know what to expect from you as their leader and what you expect from them. When you've been working with someone for over six months, it's always good to revisit those expectations. In my experience, working on multiple teams as well as building my own team, you cannot communicate expectations enough. If you've been working together for a while, make sure that you have some type of meeting to realign with what they expect from you and what you expect from them. Professional relationships only work when both people feel like they're winning. Otherwise, either of the people are always looking for something else. Boundaries and expectations can be communicated in a multitude of ways, but a couple of things I would recommend for your business are two different ways. Have regular scheduled meetings or reviews. These don't have to be every quarter. They don't have to be every week. They don't have to be every month. They can be on your own schedule, whatever works best for your business. But I do highly recommend that they are consistent. So if you do it every two months, make sure it's on the calendar for every two months. If you're going to do them every quarter, make sure it's already on the calendar for every quarter. This is going to hold you both accountable and make you have these conversations. These are not always fun conversations to have. So the more accountability you can have for yourself as a leader, it's going to be beneficial. Another way to communicate these boundaries and expectations is through a 5R work plan. A 5R work plan is an in-depth job description that reviews the role, the relationships that the role has with other roles, the responsibilities of the role, the requirements of the role, and the expected results of the role. So you have reviews, relationships, responsibilities, requirements, and results. Breaking something like this down for your team member is going to be highly effective for them. In fact, I find that it helps you take a lot of that discomfort and emotion out of having to deliver negative feedback because it's black and white. And if things are going the way that they should be or not, if delivering hard feedback is difficult for you, I highly recommend doing what you can to pull the emotion out of it. Clarity is kindness. And if your fears as a leader are keeping us from being clear, then we are no longer being kind. So think about this as an action step. Who on your team needs a review scheduled? Do you have a review scheduled for the people on your team? Who on your team needs a 5R work plan? A question you may be thinking is, do contractors need a 5R work plan? Or is that only necessary for employees? I highly recommend anyone on your team who you have created a job description for has a 5R work plan. That could be a contractor or it could be an employee. The last thing I want to share with you about being a good leader is affirming the gifts of those on your team. I can't tell you how many times I have started working with someone in a specific role only to learn that they might be better suited for something else. And they're, maybe they're a great fit for the role that you hired them into, but they have gifts that surpass that role. 
When you take time to invest in your people, you learn these things about. By learning these things about them, you are being given an opportunity to not only support your own business by utilizing this person's magnitude of gifts, but you're also building up this team member in confidence and belief in themselves. My business today is a result of someone doing that for me. Very casually, this person said, you know, you could do this. Like, don't you know that you could actually do this? This person made a point to tell me that I was actually exceeding expectations and doing things in my role that was outside of, but very helpful, outside of the role that she had hired me for. Her confidence in me proved that I could have confidence in myself. When we invest in people, of course, it has an immediate return, but it also has a long-term effect that sometimes we don't get to see the end result of, but sometimes we do. And we want to be a part of that, don't we? Think about the people on your team today. What gifts of theirs have you seen that have maybe gone unnoticed or that you haven't addressed before? Make a note of those things and share them with them. You could do this by mentioning it over Slack. It could be a casual conversation. It could be attached to a $5 Starbucks gift card, or it could just be more formal in a review type setting. It doesn't really matter how you do it as long as you do it. You could be in a casual conversation away from changing someone's confidence level and impact. And this is not something to take lightly, but it is something to not be reserved about. You will never regret being clear. You will never regret sharing truth. And you'll never regret pointing out someone's gifts. It doesn't matter how minuscule it seems in the grand scheme of things. These are the moments that we have opportunities to make a greater impact that could seemingly go unnoticed or under the radar. But they're so important. These are building blocks and foundational moments for the people on our team. Leading people is not easy. Running a business certainly is not either, but we've been given this gift of our businesses and we have been charged with this opportunity to steward these people and this business properly and wholeheartedly. I know that's what you want. And so I encourage you today to take a step in making sure these things are in place for your business. You will not regret it. That is it for this episode today. I'm so glad you guys joined me for episode 12. I would love to hear what your thoughts are on this episode and what action steps you're taking moving forward. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review below. Reviews are so important. It's how people like you find this podcast and it's how we are able to find our fellow Gracefield CEOs to go on this journey with. Until next time, talk to you soon. All right, friends, that's it for this episode. I'm so grateful you're here and would love to connect with you. After you subscribe to the show, come hang out with me on Instagram at Jillian Dalberry. See you there.